Hi everyone, I'm Dan Harding, Editor-in-Chief of Power Motor Yacht and the host of today's podcast. Podcast episodes are kind of like children. You're not supposed to have a favorite, but if this one was my child, it would get an extra scoop of ice cream. Today, I'm bringing you my conversation with President of Volvo Penta Marine, Johan Inden, from their test facility in Sweden, as the company debuted their first hybrid electric propulsion system. In the episode, we certainly talk about hybrid tech, of course, but it's also Inden's vision for the future and what boating might look like in 20 years that really fascinates me. I hope you enjoy a look into his crystal ball. Now, before we get started, I'm excited to welcome aboard a new sponsor for the podcast, Inimtra, a company I've been lucky enough to cross paths with many times over the years, whether it was reviewing a new line of LED lights or testing their Zipwake trim tab system. They distribute countless products that are used aboard the high-end yachts we cover on a regular basis. So I'm excited to have them as a partner. For any boat, you need lighting that's engineered for corrosion resistance, ease of installation, and practical functionality combined with proven LED electrical design, efficient optical design, thermal management, and robust electronic components. At Imtra, they understand the core characteristics of high-quality marine lighting and offer thousands of light fixtures from the world's best manufacturers. Imtra is truly the best source for marine lighting. You can learn more at Imtra.com. All right, without further ado, welcome to our episode on the future of boating with Volvo Penta. Fun one here, probably the best view of a podcast I've ever had, right outside Gothenburg, Sweden, here with Johan Inden. Pre did I get that right? Yes, no, you did. I did. Okay, president, president of Volvo Penta Marine Business. Johan, thanks for having me here today. Uh, thanks for coming here and spending this fantastic day with us. Right, you didn't have to twist my arm too hard. We're, uh, what, is, what is this exact location? This is this year test center. Exactly. Where are we? We're in Sweden. We're yes. on the west coast. We're at Krossholmen, which is really a glad you pronounce that. legendary okay. place for us. This is the yeah. heart of many of the innovations that we do. So this is where we get hands-on, where we roll up our sleeves, yeah. we build the ideas we have, we put it in the water, and we do, I don't know how many thousand hours of boating we do here every year, but it's a massive amount of hours just to collect experience, test and validate our product, and, and test all ideas. Wow. How long have you had this location? Oh, we bought it in the 60s. Uh, wow. So it's been, I'd say, uh, it's part of the DNA of the company really uh, to have is. this so place and really be able to fast get out on the water yeah. and, and test. So like through through the stern drives, IPS, I, mean, yes. I think it's some of the biggest innovations you guys have had. Absolutely. Was, was testing in these waters. Absolutely. It's such an interesting test bed too because it's, uh, I don't know, these waters, I look at all these, like the archipelago and all these rocks and it feels like a, a tough proving ground. It feels... It is a tough proving ground. Yeah. Someone, someone said the other day when we were chatting, there, there is, there's a big warehouse of stuff out here yeah. that we were dropped from the boats or <laughs> we ran into something. So testing for real, right? There's a couple pods out there somewhere. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Actually, the first uh, crash tests for the IPS were done out here as well. They built a, a, a concrete it's a platform uh -huh. uh, 25 knots just making sure that the way we are supposed to break the pods worked I, I was not driving it i did not watch it but i can imagine that was a pretty intense moment right? what a job what a what, job exactly being that, that person that did the crash <laughs> yes. test on the early pods yeah that's like coming home from work with the story though that's, it that's, is for sure it is for and a bit it's a bit us as well make sure it works right? yeah yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I guess the, the natural thing to start on is, you know, what I was able to test today, one of the, the newest innovations coming mm -hmm. is the hybrid electric propulsion system. Exactly. Uh, lucky enough to run it on a Genoa NC37. And uh, 
just really impressive. But you guys are no strangers to hybrid propulsion. I mean, how, how sure. long has this system been cooking in the background? Well, been cooking, uh, you're always amazed when you look back on how, how long you've played with technology. I think we, out here at the test center, we built our, our first hybrid system on, on an advanced engineering level mm -hmm. almost 10 years back, right? So we've built, here we've run full electric boats, mm -hmm. uh, hybrid boats, serial electric vessels, and today we're maturing that platform and, yeah. and we're showing it uh, to the public to gather uh, both feedback on how it works, mm -hmm. uh, but as you know, we're, we're also running ahead on the commercial side of our business because that's where we can really yeah. put it through durability testing. So the platform you're testing today in the leisure context yeah. is also in a, a tourist vessel up in Svalbard. As, right. as far north as you can go almost, okay. uh, running in that environment. We have serial electric installations of larger vessels uh, running in commercial operation in the crew transfer vessel market. So that is deploying service personnel in offshore wind farms. Mm. So those are really good proving grounds for our technology before we mature it for full uh, industrialization across the market. Right. So you're, in pre, uh, you're participating in pre-industrialization testing now. Well, I think th that's funny because you guys said that it's like, hey, we're getting feedback from the press and dealers about you know how the system is. And I was like, oh, that's, that's an interesting caveat. But I mean, you guys must have felt pretty secure because that system, it really was turnkey today and, and looked yeah. very much ready for prime time. Exactly, but that's really good to have that feedback. And, and what we want to make sure is, I mean, one thing is controlling the technology. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'd say we're pretty confident on that. The other one is, is making sure that there is a product market fit when yeah. you put it on the market, because the use case is, is uh, a bit different than you would have in a, in a regular power boat. You, yeah. you need to understand how do I really benefit from the hybrid setup? When do I use electric? When do I use the combustion part of it? Mm -hmm. How is that power plant balance? Uh, do I, re do I really make my savings, uh, so to say? Right, so that's right. the first level to understand how the customer will use and appreciate it. The second one, how do we package it? How do we mm -hmm. sell it? Because honest, it will be a more pricey package and sure. the boat weighs a bit more, but there are benefits and then there are those things. So we want to we yeah. understand that product market fit. That, that's so important how you place this on the market. So, so that's a good point. That was going to be one of my first questions is why why is the time right now or, or you know soon as it's being developed for a hybrid propulsion is safe to say based on what you've done commercially you guys could have probably fast-tracked this project but why yeah. why why are we getting closer now no but I, I and, and I think we're we're on to it the timing is is important yeah. right you, you uh, you need to make sure that it's durable enough. And, and when, we, when we do a development project like we're in right now, just designing something and putting it together and putting it in a boat and making it look pretty neat is a, is a small part of the project. Then you yeah. got preparing for industrialization with the entire supply chain. Yep. You got all the test and validation. A project like this would probably do 10,000 hours of testing here mm. before we would deploy it. Uh, it's also making sure that our service personnel, we have 3,500 dealer points across the world. Yeah. Well, of course, not all will be trade day one because we will probably know where the vessels are going. Yeah. But that's also an infrastructure that needs to be in place yeah. in order to take care of the client in, in a good way, right? So it, it's yeah. a long journey from just conceiving the idea and putting it in a boat to actually being prepared to put it out there in a structured way. Well, I think that's true. I mean, also think the Volvo Penta. I mean, you guys, you guys are a giant player where it's maybe some a smaller builder can get away with a couple electric boats. They don't have a have to think about that global audience and global service. Exactly. We we need to take care of our brand and make sure we deliver to expectations. That that's. 
part of what we do, right? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, so you must have obviously spent a lot of time with this this project. There's there's a lot of things I like. I mean, it's uh, the boat seems to really seamlessly go mm. from electric to diesel, diesel back down to electric, exactly. and yeah. the three modes of charging. When you get into all those real details in the upcoming Power Motor Yacht story, but what what is it about your hybrid system that really what what excites excites you the most? I think it is what you're on the integration, right? Yep. Uh, to seamlessly being able to use the different the different modes, the different the different use case. So if we if we very quick transition how you use this, right? What I love the most about it is if if we would walk up to the boat now and we and we, we start it, it will be completely silent. Right. We don't need to disturb the neighbor uh, who's having breakfast on the back of his boat because we we start revving our, our diesel engines to warm them up. Yeah. Uh, so we will be prepared, completely silent. We will have access to all the docking technology that we have in full electric mode. So you'll recognize the joystick, uh, you'll recognize the joystick docking, the DPS function, the assisted docking, right. etc. Right? And you'll have that available. And what's really fun, when, when you put the electric engine in the mix, mm -hmm. uh, you get immediate torque. So you will probably feel a bit of even better position on the joystick whilst you move out in full electric mode. I, I, think, I think that one of the biggest compliments I can give is, you know, like, the IPS has, has changed boating irreparably. Just in, yeah. you know what it made heroes out of a lot of people. It made docking oh, yes. a lot easier, and it really it, this is sound like butt kissing. But it was like I didn't think that joystick could get much better. Yeah. But you guys actually did that with the electric yeah. because of how fast you know it's not shifting. The, the torque is instantaneous. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, but that that's really what we love to hear, and it's part yeah, of the development. Cool. And and I think that's what we'll see. I mean. Now we, we talk a lot about what's the what's the batteries and how do the electric right. engines. I want the boater to don't need to care about that. I want the boater to yeah. to feel the experience and feel the control and, and really be able to feel oh, wow this is a fantastic experience getting out there and I don't need to worry about the stuff down there. It takes me through uh, a fantastic journey and I mean coming back to then if we have left the the, the, the dock so to say we'll yeah. be able to cruise uh, full electric up to roughly ten knots. Yeah. If you would like to, uh, running hybrid mode, mm -hmm. uh, we'll get a seamless engagement of the diesel engines around 10 to 12 knots or right. 1500 RPM. That's when you start hearing the water sound. That's when you feel much more seamless uh, going onto the diesels. And then if you're really in a hurry somewhere, you choose, you choose your power mode, right? And then you engage the diesels and the electric mm -hmm. engine as a torque booster. So you get your extra turbo, more or less, right? Which will really make a big difference in the acceleration. So it's everything from yeah. going silent, really serene, to getting that power boost. You can choose a bit how you want to use it. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I sometimes catch a fair amount of flack. We do a lot of, you know, alternative propulsion, you know, reviews, whether it's hydrogen, we've, we've done our fair share of electric boats. And I always get a yeah. couple emails about, you know, that, oh, this is, you know, a fake push for the sustainability. And whatever people think about that is, is one thing, but first and foremost, like the experience has to come first. People don't Absolutely. want a, a lesser experience just for sustainability. Like, I think this system offers, a, first and foremost, a better boating experience. Mm and also all the other benefits of, that come with. No, but I think you're absolutely right. And that's very much in our DNA, what, what I believe in. You, you have to 
transformation goes fastest when you can write when you can write a better experience with it right it's the ultimate pacemaker in, in transformation and, and that's what i love about these platforms it gives that extra mm -hmm. ability for us to innovate so mm -hmm. the number of layers of innovation we can put on this when we go from a regular combustion engine to actually build uh, blend in the battery the electric engine yeah. it just gives us more dimensions to work with right Right, and then losing, you know, last thing on the system, but then not having to have a generator, run a generator that you can power the boat and the air conditioners now. Exactly. When you're on the hook is, uh, that's a huge benefit. I, I, that yeah. Would, yeah. And, and that, that's kind benefit. of, I mean, coming back to this product market fit, those yeah. are some of the balances we want to wanna find out, okay? Because again, it, it will be a, a more expensive, but what, what are the trade-offs? Well, we're actually taking out the generator. Yeah. You'll have over silent nights, so you have full power, you can run your AC overnight. We're dimensioning yeah. the system like that. Okay, but that's a trade-off. Uh, that's in, in weight and cost, etc. So cost, getting that yeah. right is, yeah. is really important. For, for sure. Um, well, you know, one of the things I, I admire most about Volvo Penta is that you guys are always coming out with innovations or like these these visions for the future. Not just like a couple of years, but you're talking this morning about like what is boating going to be like in 15, 20 yeah. years. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's kind of where I, I want to go to next. I mean, what let's just swing for the fences. Let's go 20 years. It's uh, what what do you think? the boating world looks like? Wow, that's a big it, question, it's, it's but a it's, huge, a, it's a wonderful it, it, question, yeah, right? No, it's a huge question. No, but I, 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 I usually say we have two methods of, of getting stuff done here, right? We, we're, we're in the dream room and we think really, okay, what will actually happen long-term, 20 years? Uh, and then we try to find, okay, what, what, what are the pieces we're dreaming of? Could we just test today? Get, roll up the sleeves and build it and put it in the water at, at this place. Yeah. So doing those two things in parallel is really what paces our, our innovation. Uh, we were at uh, CES in uh, Las Vegas uh, early this uh, January sharing what's called Boating for Everyone vision. Uh, everything from uh, how will you consume boating uh, to uh, how do we solve charging, where do you go? Uh, we, we conceived the, the idea of the Penta Island out there with the charging opportunities. And, huh? Yeah, that got a fantastic reaction. Yeah. We, we, got, we got calls from builders. Hey, uh, when, when are you planning to build this? We want to be the contractor. It was fantastic. And, and boaters uh, yeah. saying, couldn't you build the first test just out here in the archipelago so we could start playing with it? Yeah, yeah. Restaurant owners say, I want to run the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly what, what we want, uh, what we want to happen in That's this cool. uh, in this so you trigger you trigger the ideas uh, and now we've actually we've done three more chapters uh, mm -hmm. we will continue so we built a kind of a maintenance process of the of the dreaming yeah. uh, but, but coming back to your question what, what do I what do I think I I, I think we have uh, in the journey towards sustainability we have something about accessibility out on the water and and it's not only going sustainable on the propulsion system but but look at the Look at the utilization of a boat today. Uh, it typically, I mean, people spend few hours or yeah. tens of hours or maybe 50 hours on the engine and, and of course uh, overnight stays, etc. But it's so much downtime that can be utilized in, in more of a sharing system, perhaps. There are different parts of the world that are more or less prepared for it. But I think those business models are okay. definitely something for the future. We will continue to see innovation in ease of, of access and getting out into the environment. Uh, we've just started on the level of automation with uh, assisted docking and, and what we can build on our software platform. Yeah. Different type of sensors, uh, more effective radars will give us even more opportunities uh, going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, 
of course we will see a move towards electric it's a very effective platform and we will see evolution of different power sources the combustion engine has been kind of a our, our versatile go-to every solution or solves every every problem you can go short long distances etc yep. in the future we'll see alternative fuels being combusted in the combustion engine uh, you will see fuel cells coming you will see much more effective battery packs so adding to that to that platform of sustainability so those are some of the trends uh, that we see going forward hey everyone that's just a quick break to remind you that our sponsor, Imtra, is a 100% employee-owned company committed to bringing the best in-class products, expert product knowledge, and unparalleled supports to the entire marine industry throughout North America since 1952. For all their product offerings, head on over to Imtra.com. Well, maybe maybe the next question can be about hydrogen because you know mm. that's that's not in the not so far off future for you guys. Exactly. You guys have plans. You, I mean, it sounds like you've been experimenting with hydrogen for. Quite a while now, and that it's uh, yeah. We the IPS Pro. What's the uh, the new platform? Exactly. You guys have been developing. Yeah. So fuel cells is interesting. I've said. I mean, the the fuel cell was the idea was done somewhere in the early well over a hundred years ago, right? So it's been around. Yep. but I, what, what I see now is that it's really coming into commercial applications and, and it's in commercial development. We, yep. we have our friends on the truck side, we're part of the Volvo Group, so the trucking right. is, is a big part of it. There we've even joined up uh, in, the, in an alliance between the Volvo Group and Daimler Group, which are mm. you know, two heavyweights in this industry to do a joint development of commercial fuel cells. So that development is ongoing. We're actually building the first commercial vessel with, with fuel cells uh, as we speak, and it will go be in operation in in, in Norway just to start testing out how, how it works. What, what's the timeline for that? When, when will that, uh, that one will be sailing if not uh, probably during 25 if not late okay. late next year. So yeah. it's it's in the foreseeable future. Then volume uh, production is, is a bit further out. Fuel cell as such is stabilizing. The, the challenge is to carry your hydrogen. Right. So for a commercial vessel going in a in a in a confined environment, point A to B, back to A, you get the the frequent refueling options, just like you would have with a battery yeah. challenge. Yep. Uh, but if we, we've also done some some you know fairly detailed calculations on a, a yacht going in a versatile environment where you choose your destination based on the wind and the weather you'd have to carry a huge amount of, of uh, hydrogen and yeah. uh, compressed hydrogen weighs a lot because the, the, can, the how, you, how you carry it needs a lot of strong equipment like sure. carbon fiber cylinders and the volume of it is fairly big as well. So I see it being applied on the commercial side first w- w- without doubt. Okay. Then you can do combustion, uh, uh, then you can do hydrogen as part of your combustion cycle as well. That's also something we're playing with. So you have it as a blend in fuel. Right. Right. Reduce the amount of diesel. That seemed fascinating. You push in on hydrogen and you run it in a in a regular combustion engine with some smaller adaptations that we have up and running in the labs uh, and are, are actually bringing commercial right now. There is a there is a vessel in Japan sailing like this today actually. So so that's amazing. Can you, can you maybe explain that one more time? So it's so you have these hydrogen tanks like in the let's say the middle of the boat and yeah. then the, so the hydrogen will go through. 
yeah. you in in very simple way you put a, you put an extra rail on the engine and you eject it straight into the cylinders the with a software the exactly with a with a software a uh, steering that exactly so you it. do you do pilot injections in order to be able to ignite it okay. and then your substitution levels that's that's where we, what we are experimenting <laughs> with might be 40 to 60 70 percent something like that so you would never go, you, you wouldn't go 100 percent but you would have a fairly high substitution level which is a very interesting technology as well and with the same engine so then you run out of hydrogen you're crossing the ocean and then you, you can it just would run yes, on diesel absolutely so it's, I think it's really interesting because there are some go-to solutions already today. Uh, for example, and, and it depends where you are on the globe, if, if you have access to HVO100, for example, which is a, which is a biofuel, a green biofuel, right. if you put that in your tank uh, today, you'd reduce your carbon emissions by 80 to 90 percent. You still burn uh, and you still emit carbon, but it's green carbon because it's from renewable sources as compared to fossil. So that's a way to get sustainable in your conscience already from start. That's really interesting. You said something this morning that uh, that really made a lot of sense. That you know, ele electric is part of the f isn't the future. It's part of the future. It's absolutely. And, it, and, yeah. and I think everyone's quick to be like, oh, there's going to be a silver bullet that's going to replace. Yeah diesel wants to replace gas that's not what your prediction for the future you're no. that th these are all gonna live in harmony it's it becomes part an of answer. a uh, exactly and it becomes part of a platform right I, I think uh, we typically end up in so many binary discussions is it this or that and of course we do that because yeah. we like to speculate right sure, sure. Is, is it going this way or that way but bringing in uh, as I said the, the electric engine and the batteries into the mix even with a with the combustion engine, as we see here yeah. elevates the levels of feature you can bring and that's what I think is Exciting because then we can give a better boating experience to to boaters. That's the key, uh, right? Absolutely. Cool. What is what does digital docking mean to you? And what do you what do you think that was one of the uh, that was one of the visions I think that came out of CES and that yeah. that looked uh, looked fairly fascinating. What uh, what's that all about? No, but do docking is kind of our home turf in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. With uh, with the EVC system or the ele electronic architecture and the joystick that we that we uh, implemented with uh, the IPS now, almost twenty years yeah. back, right? And then on top of that, we've, we've continued to innovate uh, uh, with the DPS function. So you push the button and you stand still based on the GPS position and autom automation in the in the drivetrain. Yep. Then assisted docking um, uh, uh, a couple of years back. Mm -hmm. So I, I usually I, we kind of play with the idea. Here we have we have guests uh, uh, during the days joining us. Uh, some of them haven't driven a boat like like the test boats we have here. Yeah. So in the morning, I, I promised uh, one of our guests that you will dock this uh, 46 foot yacht uh, before lunch. And uh, he felt a bit awkward, but we did yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, before lunch, he was docking this uh, wow. based on the, on the system that we're using. And, and I think the, the big thing is that you can start taking it slow. You can breathe, you mm -hmm. can relax, you have control, you can take it step by step. Right. And, there are so many more things we can do on that. We've integrated uh, on the same boat the surround view uh, by right. Garmin, one of our partners. Uh, but of course, these two systems doesn't talk to each other mm -hmm. yet. But it's an obvious extension of how do you get more and more data and help and assistance in the movements and the maneuvers you want to do. So that progression, I think, is fantastic. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it it's brings me out in bigger vessels than I would dare, uh, yeah. usually, yeah, yeah. etc. Yeah, and, and I think fair. that's something we want to we want to bring to the market, right? The surround view and your IPS not being not communicating yet is an interesting 
interesting way of putting that. That's one way of talking about the future, right? Yeah. That, that, that's <laughs> then we'll good. see what that, happens. That's uh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I saw one of uh, another one of those uh, visions you guys came out with was kind of this picture of uh, like boats rafting up and sharing power. Right. What, what's right. what's the what's the idea there? No, but I, I think uh, as we're talking, one thing we focus a lot on, and I think is the, the comment is that's okay. How much energy will will I get there? Mm -hmm. Type of questions, right? Right. If I do, I have enough batteries to, to get to my to my destination, or mm -hmm. how much? I mean, we know it today. How much fuel do I have to carry? Yeah. Am I filled up enough to do my to do my journey? And I think we want to. We're going to lower the, the focus on just that and talk about what are the different solutions you can find. And, and yep. in the video uh, or in the in the vision, we talk about that. How do you pair up and how do you charge uh, yeah. together? Uh, we also talk about the kind of the Manta Ray oh, next question. coming yes. and charging your, your boat overnight. Uh -huh. uh, just, just to start imagining that uh, flexibility. Actually, in the one of the new chapters, uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet, uh, but we're, we're, we're also doing this, which we start talk about on the car side where you if you if you dock your your boat close enough to your to your summer house or wherever it can actually start working as a buffer with your house as well so you know uh, discovering a bit how how do we flow energy between yeah. those systems and how do we lower the threshold of uh, understanding how it can be done and and getting away from that being a barrier of innovation a barrier from innovation mm. i think that's that's uh, and there are some good crazy ideas right no it's it's <laughs> definitely it's definitely the most forward looking some would say crazy but then again if you said that there's going to be autonomous docking and you know hybrid propulsion where it is today yeah. other people would have said you were crazy too so exactly uh, <laughs> yeah fortune favors the crazy i think um, let's we got to talk about that man array idea though cuz that that looked yeah. too cool so the, I guess hard to describe uh, in audio without seeing it, so we'll, we'll link the video. But it was essentially was almost a, an underwater drone of sorts that, yeah. as the I guess the current would flow through, spin some exactly, exactly, and, and you uh, you and it would be. Uh, I mean, the the entire idea is that when you're moored overnight, mm -hmm. uh, it kind of sneaks up on your boat and charges it while while you while you have downtime anyway, right? <laughs> And, yeah, and, and, and then you, would you lost me there. I don't want to, I'm swimming. I don't want anything sneaking up on me. But uh, that's an interesting uh, idea. Have you yeah. guys done any experimentation with? Not, 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 okay. not well. Calculations and and okay. CAD drawings, uh, etc. Absolutely. And yeah. and again, it triggers a lot of ideas. And, and of course, the first thing will not be a manta ray, you know, sailing underwater. Right. Uh, but we've actually constructed, uh, or on, on paper, and we're actually seeing some partners want to build it, uh, barges with the charging capability. And of course, that's an ugly-looking manta, but it's mm -hmm. it's the first part, right? And and the idea of innovation is not to look for that perfect thing and then wait until it's done, but but it's to okay, there's the vision. How do we break it down into something that can be the first step? I love that. And that is really okay. How do, how do we get a barge? How do we get a charging capability? Either a big battery pack or yeah. e e or even a uh, a genset running on HVO yeah. with a battery pack to be able to offer charging out in the archipelago. Well, that's doable today. That yeah. could, that we could offer this summer if we wanted to, and uh, then then the distance is not that big as as the dream looks, right? So that that I think is the you have to break it down and see what's the next step in order to get there. Right? That's so interesting. It's like not letting um, 
perfection stand in the way of, of progress, kind of. Exactly, because yeah. then you never discover, right? I mean, every, I think it's so fantastic with this facility. Every mm -hmm. time we go out and test something, we, we discover a new angle, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. One of the stations here is, uh, we, we built a place where you can build your own helm station. Mm -hmm. It's like a cardboard thing where you stick stuff and, and just seeing people stepping in there, we, we, had, we had some good examples uh, because we were also uh, on the boat launching the, the joystick driving, right? right. So you get uh, not only the docking experience, but you get throttle mm -hmm. and uh, 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 gears yep. in your joystick, yeah. right? So suddenly you can do your entire journey just doing the joystick. So we had yeah. a good example yesterday. Someone said, okay, this is my perfect helm station. You could place it where you want to, a steering wheel in the middle went out testing, came back and said, hey, show me, let's, let's dress it up again. And he took the steering wheel and threw it away and said, I don't want this anymore. Because now I experienced joystick driving and it's perfect. Wow. <laughs> that was a Jeez. fantastic way of like imagining. It does feel like something's missing though with no, with no wheel sitting there. Uh, but you need a handle. That's you, what we discovered, right? something, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I think about the, you know, the, the only other future for the joystick, now that you have joystick docking you really and that it could shift for you too it's like you know i mean there's not a lot of people out there but you know what about uh you know someone who's who's wheelchair bound and you know i just think about the accessibility of yeah. being able to go from dock to dock exactly and not stand up and not reach and be uncomfortable you do it exactly um, and there i think we have a what it triggers uh, and, and what we realize is yeah. that uh, it, it opens up for a very different type of ergonomics. Yeah, uh, and, and if we, we look at, again at our friends on the truck side, mm. they do a huge amount of research on the ergonomics of driving a truck. Right. How do you have accessibility right. of all the, sure. all the equipment, etc. Yep. And to be honest, when we look at the boat world, we, we don't spend that much research uh, across the industry on, on how do you stand and, and yeah. how do you work. But this opens up for a different way of looking at that, just as we see on commercial vessels. How do you, how do you build it in the armrest? How do you make sure to have a relaxed, a safe position when you navigate, etc.? So I hope it will also trigger quite some innovation on that side. Interesting. Wouldn't have thought of that, but that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the last things I wanted to ask about the, the future, what do you see as the future of outboards? Oh, that's I mean, a that's a good that's, question. That's but a, I, I think uh, I mean outboards and and inboards in in all this version have both have their merits. Uh, mm -hmm. Outboards, you you can get it out of the water, for example, which we know is really appreciated. Inboards, you you, you might have a different level of of, of torque available. You might have mm -hmm. uh, etc. So so both have. What is interesting with the future architecture is that. Well, inboards are built with uh, shaft lines through the through the stern, and, and outwards everything is hanging on the outside. Very fr simple, right? Yeah, now yeah. I'm, I take the very yep, simplistic yep, version no, of an engineer. Well said. Electric platforms open up to, to start rethinking that. You can integrate the electric engine in the drive. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you don't have a motor which you have to hang somewhere. You can actually feed the power uh, to the electric engine with cables instead. So. Hmm. I don't think we will be here 10 years down the line talking about inboards versus outboards. I think we will be talking about something else uh, that is a merger of the two platforms or something that is different. That's my, that's me looking into the future. Interesting. I'm trying to. We're kind of stuck because they, that. because that's both architecture are built on uh, having a combustion engine yep. in an as uncomplicated way connected to the propeller. If I uh -huh. make it very simple, as uh -huh. possible. Uh, but suddenly we can start doing electric engines close to the close to the the propulsion units, uh, and then you can feed that with power in in, in many different ways. L like, if you look at a, a super yacht today, 
uh, you typically have a serial electric setup, right? Yeah. You have an engine room somewhere that generates power. Yeah. That power is fed through cables to a thruster, uh, where you have right. an integrated electric engine and, and propeller system or thruster system. That right. opens up for a different level of architecture. I, I guess uh, huh. that will go into smaller boats. That would be my guess. Uh. <laughs> That's a good guess. That's uh, I. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought thought of it like that. But if you think of it like a thruster, you know, why does it have to be just hanging off the back, or why does it have to be exactly? Huh? huh? Think yeah. about it. All right. <laughs> Always good uh, person to a to ask about the future. That is a very interesting, uh, very interesting answer. Anything? Uh, anything else? Anything else? As you look towards the future of boating and, and Volvo Penta's role in it that, that makes you particularly excited? I mean, what we believe in is really how do we, how do we make the different systems speak to each other uh, mm -hmm. in, in such a good way that we provide a better boating experience. Uh, yeah. And we, were, we have our EV system, we have the IPS, we have the, the joystick system. Uh, we own a company called Humphrey working with stabilization system that are also speaking to each other, etc. So the better the better we can work on integrating all those different features of a boat, the better boating experience we can provide, and the better, uh, more, the, the better you get access to different parts of this in order to drive innovation, right? So the more integrated, the better mm -hmm. platform to, to continue this evolution of, in, of innovation. And that, that's really our purpose, to see how, how, do, we, how do we make this uh, platform work in the best way for the boater? Because ultimately, we're here to get people out on the water in a safe uh, way so they can enjoy it, right? That, wow. That's the purpose of our industry. It's, it's cool. I mean, I looked, before I came out here, I looked back at some of our previous reporting on uh, Volvo Pentanil, you know, a lot of stories from our friend Captain Bill Pike and, yeah. and his many visits here. And it's fascinating to read these stories about, you know, like early stern drives, you know, the, very, you know, the first exactly. IPS. What, yes. what, what, you know, people were really kind of unsure about, uh, oh, yes. about oh, yes. you know, what IPS was going to do. And it's got these pods, what if they break off? And exactly. you know, there was a lot of skepticism, but... Um, it, I don't it, think consistency pays off, and, and yeah. uh, obviously it has to deliver, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully I can come back and visit sometime down the road and and see what else you guys have cooking. It's been uh, it's been an excellent visit. The only thing I know is that we will have more things done for you then. <laughs> All right, that, that, I'm going to hold you to it. And, uh, <laughs> excellent. Can't, can't wait to come back. Thanks You're so welcome. much, Johan. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor and leave us a review or rating. Or you can share us with your friends on social media or on the VHF. Anywhere you spread the word means a lot to us. Thanks again, and until next time, we'll see you on the water. Whether you're looking for navigational lights, underwater lights, interior, exterior, cabin, or utility lighting, Imtra has it all. Offering lights from leading brands like BCM, LumaShore, Prebit, French, DHR, and their own proprietary lights, Imtra has a team of experts dedicated to sourcing the best products and helping you find the best solution for your boat. You can give them a call at 508-995-7000 or visit them online at imtra.com for all your lighting questions.